0: and now it's time for geek news what do you got cuz at one point towards the end of my geek news i'm ranting oh so awesome. oh, i'm done i'm not I'm done be the one ranting. ranting today no and
1: i am and yeah go here here's some role reversal for you <laughs> listeners <laughs> i am not ranting ah yeah. uh, <laughs> yet if this is something that's gonna pull me in just so let me know so I can take my blood pressure medicine. <laughs> Comic news. Uh last week the uh 2014 Eisner Award nominations were announced. Some of the stuff that we uh read and have talked about is uh is on that list for best single issue. Proving that Jeff doesn't know what he's talking about. Hawkeye number eleven, sucked, pizza is sucked. my business. Uh <laughs> up there for best single Hawkeye issue. Hawkeye
0: number eleven, that's the dog one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Eh. <laughs>
1: Best Continuing Series, East of West, which I've talked about, Hawkeye, which Jeff doesn't understand, uh, Sex Criminals and Saga.
0: Sex, sex Criminals and Saga. Yep. Woo. So some. So they did put some good ones on there, is what you're saying.
1: Uh, lots of good, com, uh, contributions there. <laughs> and, uh, to fill the, fill that category out, actually, category of five was, uh, Nowhere Men by uh, Eric Stevenson. I find it interesting that, uh, Best Continuing Series, only one is from the Big Two. And by interesting, I mean they suck. <laughs> Best Limited, 47 Ronin. So clearly they did not adapt the movie <laughs> from, from this book. And Trillium by Jeff Lemire. Best New Series, uh, again, lots of stuff that we've mentioned. Lazarus, which I've talked about. Rat Queens, which we both like. And Sex Criminals, that uh, baffles Jeff with their word coloring. no, no, no. Was oh, that just sex? That's sex.
0: Okay, sex criminals, say. I actually. You have like, so much sex. I just uh, can't keep up. I know. It's, it's a burden.
1: <laughs> and there, some of their other stuff, uh, is, is out there too. I mean, if you go to Google and just do a Google search on, well, yeah, you wouldn't do a Yahoo search on Google <laughs> on 2014 Eisenhower. I want
0: to try that now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll get uh, everything, but uh, I was just showcasing some of the stuff that we've talked about. Judging is going on until mid-June, and the fi- the awards will be... The winners, I should say, will be announced at Comic-Con in July.
0: There will be a riot if Saga doesn't win something, don't you think? it have got a some riot. tough
1: competition there. No. No, you're right. It should. <laughs> as much as I love everything else in that category, I mean, it, it just crushes. On the DC-specific side here, they're releasing another weekly starting in October. We already knew about World's End, and then... Uh, the Batman Weekly, they're also now coming out with Earth 2 World's End, and this is going to start in October. Uh, I'm not sure if this is just going to be the Earth 2 direct tie-in to what's going on in their core universe or what, but anyways, this is starting in October. And they also announced today that uh, all these weeklies are going to end in March of 2015, go on a brief hiatus. They didn't indicate how brief or how long brief might be. These are going until March with something replacing them in April. From Dynamite in July, they're going to be releasing a Splinter Cell comic. You know, I really love that game. the fir- The first, uh, first installment of it back on the Xbox. I, that was really the first action stealth game that that I played that I actually liked. You know, stuff like Thief and stuff like that. It was a little bit too much on the stealth and not really quite as gripping as I'd want. But that was a really good balance. But they just, you know. The franchise of 75 games. But they're doing uh, a Splinter Cell comic that's going to be uh, set between a couple of the games, and I didn't recognize those titles, so apparently they came out long after I uh, played them. And then they're also coming out with an Army of Darkness book where Ash gets married, apparently. Don't know. Yeah, don't care. <laughs> also, they are going to be getting Warren Ellis. And this is this is the better piece of dynamite news here. Warren Ellis, for the first time, is going to go work with Dynamite, and he's reviving the Project Superpowers line. 2008 through 2010, Alex Ross was doing a lot of writing and all the covers for their Project Superpowers lines, and that was really good stuff. I really liked it. They revised a lot of the, the Crestwood and the Fox and the Nador and some public domain characters, you know, from the 30s and 40s, and Put out some pretty good... The core Project Superpowers was really good, and they had some characters that got thrown spinoffs. And they were not quite as strong, but the core Project Superpowers, with all the heroes working together against all the villains, it was good. So i would really looking forward to seeing uh, Warren Ellis' take on this, because he's... uh I don't think he's ever done anything bad. Some stuff not to my taste, but actually bad? No, I don't think so. On the miscellaneous side, just for Cyrus and Nate... Rockney O'Bannon has confirmed that uh, he is going to be doing a Farscape TV movie. Now I love that show back when it was on, but this is another case of, and a decade later, uh, <laughs> none of these people look vaguely like they did. Well, maybe Claudia Black, because I don't think she has eaten. In I decade. thought it was going to be The Sun, though. Well, yeah, but some of these characters are going to have to return. Otherwise, it's not really Farscape. It's a Farscape-verse movie, but so, I mean, I'll see what the eventual casting is and who does come back and how they do it, but if he can have the same or better success as he had with Farscape, and then more recently, the thing on sci-fi right now. Defiant? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Thanks for having a brain that works. Um, Come on now.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa.
1: (laughs) Okay, a brain that can remember a word. (laughs) You know, I I do have high hopes for it, because I did love that series. I mean, I thought it was some of the best uh, episodic sci-fi on TV at the time. And then on the gaming side, FFG's, uh, summer slash season two tourney kits and game night kits are, have been, uh, put up for order. So, uh, if you're liking any of the FFG card or minis games, uh, get your venue to get out there and order them. Uh, season one ends in June. So these will, uh, these will kick off for July. That's going to be all the usual stuff. Alternate art for Star Wars and cards and play mats and crap like that for the card games. Uh, they got some deck boxes now for the season for Netrunner. They look kind of cool, character art on them and stuff like that. They'll probably be like eighty-five dollars, like all that other crap on eBay. You know, the week after the store sells it. Oh, bitter. No. I <laughs> also uh, FFG has the huge rules ships for X-Wing. This is uh for the Rebel Blockade Runner and for the Rebel Transport. They have their basic rules and movement rules up on their site. Uh, it's just he's showing you how to use the movement templates and some movement specific stuff for the big ships. None of their cards, at least not stuff that hasn't already been spoiled. Uh, I do like now that big ships can just run into tie fighters and they blow up. <laughs> so, I just see myself trying to put together a ramming list. Forget whatever the tournament term- uh, the, the scenario rules are and just just ram people. Atlas Games has announced that they're doing a Gloom second edition later in and late summer I should say. They say this is going to streamline and simplify the rules. And I gotta say, are you just removing the rules then? Cause it, even with all their 18,000 add-ons and themed add-ons and core add-ons, this is not a difficult game. No. There's not much left there to
0: streamline. And wouldn't this almost technically be at least a third edition? Yeah. Cause the first print sucked. Yeah. And like cards peeled off and stuck together. And then they did, they did that next printing that improved all of that a lot. <laughs>
1: Uh, maybe they're just going by rules updates. Which
0: is, I love that game. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not a, oh, it's not a complex game or anything, but I do think it is like one of the best games mechanically to ever attempt to use the transparent cards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once they got past that first print run problem,
1: uh. Oh, they peeled and they were hard oh, to read. Yeah. And, well, I, oh,
0: yeah. If you had anything left on it after you got two <laughs> cards apart. Yeah. I mean, I remember buying my first deck and it was just like, <laughs> like you cringed while you're opening it. So it took me a while to even get on board. I had to get a lot of assurances that that second printing was better. Your favorite company,
1: Koolmany or not, has a trailer and a gameplay vid for Dogs of War. It's a new game they're working on. They have been working on. It's a, uh, Steampunkish mercenary mercenary-slash-influence game for three or five players. I uh, yeah, You control the mercenaries, and you're trying to bounce between the houses, the great houses of the city, and uh, gain influence and whatnot, and
0: eventually become the winner. I will pay good money for somebody else to do that game.
1: <laughs> Sadly, they had plastic on the table, so I think they're <laughs> committed. It looked like it might be interesting, but, you know, it's just too many games. Too little time. I'm done with them. Told you. I know know. them. I know. So I threw it out there as your favorite company. (laughs) I
0: was going for the irony there. Alanis Morissette style. You just, ever since Orphan Black, you can't stop saying Alanis Morissette's name. Because it's just (laughs) now
1: in my head and it's going to take just months to purge that. It's, she has no business being as posh. I didn't want to listen to her therapy set to music. Okay. (laughs) She should have just taken the bottle of pills and a bottle of whiskey and just enjoyed one last evening before putting out jagged little pill. Okay. Nobody, all apparently too many people cared. (laughs) I don't understand. Apparently there was a whole swath of damaged people in Canada, more than I knew. And it's sufficiently large that got it down here where there was an even larger swath of people. I,
0: so, you're not ranting tonight, is what you're saying?
1: Well, you started it. You started it. <laughs>
0: that is Jordan at allusgeeks.com.
1: <laughs> Go back to the mall tours, Alanis. <sighs> Where was I?
0: You were dissing God. She was God? And
1: God. Yeah, that was an excellent movie, except for that. <laughs> if you're going to have her in a movie, boop, at least let her talk. Nobody can take that greasy, haired, matted, just semi-homeless thing she had going on. Hey, she was not the carp... God was not the carpenter. Jesus was the carpenter, okay? He, she, bit of style.
0: Runs in the family. Well, only (laughs) if you're taking x Lags. God. So we may be putting out an episode.
1: (laughs) Where was I? Other than that. Oathsworn Miniatures web shop was, is now open. This is a UK thing. They've had a couple successful Kickstarters doing, uh, mostly, uh, dwarven stuff. And they have some really nice minis, except of course they're in the UK, so I'm not going to pay that much (laughs) for an exchange and shipping. So any of our UK listeners, I play dwarves. They've had a couple successful Kickstarters, and now they're opening their own shop, and the shop is now live. They got good stuff. I, uh, I've watched their Kickstarters and, you know, it's, uh, they do nice dwarves. They got some other stuff in there, but I was mainly interested because of the dwarves. WizKids has announced, uh, Flash is going to be the next DC set this fall. It's going to be standard 64 set, 64 fig sets with far too many chases and low distribution super rares and probably a lot of bad QC. The two figures of note are going to be, uh, uh, yet another Etrigan. He was the fan vote from late last year, or earlier this year. And then the Harley Quinn fig, uh, which uh, the world champion from last year, from 2013, helped design. So, I mean, I rip on their QC and stuff like that. And I rip on, you know, collectibles and the hardcore tournament scene. But I think WizKids, in terms of letting the the, the world's champion help design a fig, I think that's a cool piece of community integration there. You know, it's one figure, you know, somebody is going to do something well, within the bounds of the game, but they're letting that one person interact as more than just a player. And I, I think that's cool. GW uh, games workshop has, uh, finally put what players out of their misery and they are updating their book. Finally pre-orders are going to go up on their website on 426. And we'll probably then be shipping or available in stores for the first week of May. And again, this is going to be following their weekly release schedule. Uh, dwarves didn't get their book until the third week of May uh, uh, of their month, so don't know when the actual book is going to be out. But some of their figures and stats have been shown in the uh, this week's White Dwarf, and so I got some good stats in there now. They, by the sounds of it, and by the looks of it, they have revamped these people to be uh, a little bit more competitive because they were. One of the older books out there and we're pretty much just victims at this point. Their rules are so out of date. Their magic was weak. One of the best upgrades they're getting is they can now use, uh, one of their heroes can now use both the lore of high magic and, uh, the dark elf, uh, magic. So that's adding, uh, a, a big twist to, to their use of magic. So hopefully, uh, the wood elf players are going to be uh, happy with this. I've seen a lot of complaints about some of the models that have already been spoiled, but I think that's mostly paint jobs. Their studio painters have just done crappy photo models for a couple years now. It's just like they go out of their way to find the stuff that's going to look the worst on paper <laughs> and then put that out. What else we got here? Uh, yeah, AEG has got uh, two L5R-related products coming out in August. One is uh, the Line in the Sand. Uh, this is going to be their next booster release for Ivory Edition, continuing the current storyline. Just standard booster stuff. But the other thing they're coming out with is Heart of Darkness, which is going to be a multiplayer rule set and some decks for uh, games of three or more players. And it's going to be one player defending his city uh, against multiple oncoming armies. They say you can just play it straight up as is, as it comes out of the box, or you can use your own decks uh, to tweak to follow the multiplayer rules. So I I like this concept. I'm not going to get into the game again, but I like the concept. Dark Age has their April previews up. They're previewing a core figure and a couple, uh, Dragiri Firecast figures. They look pretty cool. I, I'm a core player and I like the, uh, I like the look of the model on their website. It's, uh, it's a touch spendy, so it's not something I'm going to run out and get right away. I don't play it enough to keep buying models that I know I'm not going to play for a while. But, uh, the Firecast models are all looking cool. This is a new faction they introduced last year, and their models look cool. And then uh, it was announced this past weekend at WonderCon that the next three Star Wars movies uh, will follow the canon that was laid down in the first six. So sadly, all those people that were hoping that this was just going to be, and then Luke woke up and realized he'd had a horrible nightmare. No, no, they're keeping the first three as uh, contractually required by the sale with LucasArts but their animated movies and some of their other stuff is going to explore the expanded universe a little bit more first and foremost um rebels that's coming out but then whatever else they do is is going to be using the expanded universe uh and that's what I've got for news so uh release the hounds
0: <laughs> one of the things we didn't talk about yet is that there were some uh, pretty good announcements from uh, arcane wonders at gamma mm mm-hmm. And the one that uh, you tried to get out of Scott while he was here but didn't was that Dynamite, since you mentioned Dynamite, that's kind of what's brought it to my, my head, is Dynamite is going to be doing comics in the Mage World universe. So that'll be kind of interesting to see how that uh, all of that uh, universe and the fluff and, and the backstory stuff plays out. could be an interesting series to watch out for. Griggling Games sent me some uh, stuff. They made some announcements at Gamma. Uh, they've got three games that are kind of coming out. One I know is going to Kickstarter called Citadel of the Sky Pirates, which is uh, touted as a card-driven live-action role-playing thing. So you build your deck for your character of like your equipment and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can—they say you can use it with any steampunk-oriented role-playing system or your live-action role-playing system, or they have one that goes with it. So that is the one that's actually going to be coming to Kickstarter May 9th through June 15th is what they're shooting for. And then they would like to do like some pre-release show off at Gen Con for that one. And then they announced that uh, a game called Destination Neptune is going to be coming out. And that's a space exploration game. That one they're looking at releasing at Origins. And uh, with the release at Origins, it should also be in retail distribution at the same time. So they're not going to wait until like afterwards, or hold it back, or anything like that. And that one again is just a, a sci-fi space exploration, commercial space exploration game based on victory points for the win condition, and it's, you know, building outposts and colonies, and exploring, and making purchases, and all that kind of good stuff. And then for a Gen Con release, they're looking at a game called Quartermaster General, which is kind of a uh, World War II action strategy game. That is supposed to be uh, war, you know, veteran war gamer and casual war gamer friendly. So that one they're looking at uh, at releasing around the Gen Con time. That's to,
1: a conflicting title. What quartermaster and
0: general? general. <laughs> I didn't, re- I didn't name it. So you're supposed to what is it? lead your armies and navies in battle as you manage your supply lines in this strategy board. Card driven action combined with traditional map based gameplay. Make this a thrilling new take on the World War II action strategy genre. So that one is also, again, I don't play a whole lot of war games, so I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I haven't had a chance to go check it out, but uh, we'll put the link to Griggling Games, uh, which is just Griggling Games, which is G-R-I-G-G-L-I-N-G, games.com, in the show notes, and you can go check out all three of these announcements over there. I uh, just wanted to also say that the Gothic Doctor Road to Relaunch Part 3 is out, so uh, I know a lot of people have been asking me about that, and I'm actually going to be recording Part 4 here this coming weekend, actually. Doug and I will be sitting down for Part 4 and uh, bringing up some new topics, but I know a lot of people have been interested in that and have uh, been following along with those, so just so you're aware, it's out there, and I've already gotten some really good feedback about it. We cover uh your kickstarter video and play testing and blind play testing so it's definitely worth a listen and then knowing then, and then just to make sure this is out since this will be part of the geek news before the end of the month you know we have a contest for our listeners yes yes we do <laughs> so uh our listeners can win a gray gnome games package of games and you can get your in- entry in by April 30th, 2014, 11 p.m. Central Time.
1: and A little bit more coherent date structure there. Yeah, yeah,
0: Don't judge me. know I, I judge you. <laughs> I know. Every day. I know. Sometimes, Sometimes hourly. It hurts inside. No, I'm fine with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can get one entry per type that you send us. And what are we looking for? We are looking for some form, you know, just however you want to send it in, if you've got a favorite moment or or when you started listening or anything. But basically a happy birthday or happy anniversary for two years of podcasting, which was back in March. Mike, <laughs> you know what you need to do. Do it. And again, one entry per type, email podcast at geeks.com. Voicemail, 1952-236-GEEK. That's 4335. You can do it on Twitter, Facebook. Comment on an episode, on one of the uh, episodes that we've been talking about this. All of those things. Uh, YouTube video of a certain somebody. <laughs> However you want to do an entry, we will take it and run with it. <laughs> and uh, then once we... Do our first recording in May, which is it the 6th? I believe so. Yeah, we're going to record on May 6th, I think it is. And when we do that recording, we will randomly choose a winner. Got a nice little spreadsheet going on already with all our entries. Where's your (laughs) dartboard? I wish we still had it. I would show you how Sadie acts when the dart, when somebody tries to play a dart, darts. Much like my cats, (laughs) I imagine. No, no, no. Guarantee no. (laughs) All right. So.
1: Oh, knuckle cracking, deep breath. He's trying yeah. to
0: center himself, folks, but I don't think it's going to work. I don't know if I already talked to you about this or not, but Agents has launched a new Kickstarter called Reagents or something or Agents the Return or something like that. I'm not I, I'm not happy with this. I'm not thrilled about this by any means. I did back the original one, barely. But We don't even know what you were wearing. <laughs> No, no, it's important to the story. (laughs) So there was some honey. (laughs) So here's here's the deal. For those that are not aware, agents, the original was looking for $6,000. It made over $275,000. I was in that pile somewhere. Not a majority of it, obviously, but I was in that pile somewhere. I am one of the, I'm doing air quotes, and there's going to be a lot of hard air quotes, I think. (laughs) Lucky people that actually got my game. $275,000. I think you can make pretty good manufacturing run off of a ba- I mean, it's a- they're plastic cards, but at its- it's a card game. There's no tokens, there's no wood, there's no nothing. It's hard plastic cards, so they're double-sided. Did it all pretty much at home. Like, I think somebody printed it for him, but he, he punched, punched them out at home himself, and whoever was working for him. So the game came. It's got, you know, like, miniatures. You have to file them, file the cards down. There's, like, plastic stubs sticking off of it. Cards from, like, because he also did a bunch of add-ons. And cards from the add-ons, different colors, backs and everything that that are supposed to mix together to form a deck, different colors so you can tell them apart. Supposedly in the same run, right? You did it all at once. The tuck boxes <laughs> aren't no they were just this plastic they they're no a cardboard open no no they didn't shut and held in place with rubber bands unless you got i mean you still got the rubber bands but if you got the fancy deluxe box then you were set anybody else who decided to go with the base game got here hold this together with rubber bands poorly worded cards misspelled grammar horrible rule book. Just missing ev- pages. Missing pages. Anything you can think of. This game, bad. This game had it. Now, I, I, I haven't played it. I've heard good things about the gameplay if you can get to that point. But this is unacceptable to me. So here's the, and okay, and again, that's, I was one of the lucky ones. I got my game. I know, I, I actually personally know people plus comments I've seen on the original, uh, thing as of like yesterday and today of people that still have not got that game. $275,000 done a while ago, people still haven't got that game. There is a campaign right now for the reprint of the game some people haven't even gotten yet. Not only the fact that $275,000 should have got us what this game is saying it's going to be. He's asking for $30,000. Last time I checked, he was already at $50,000. What the hell is wrong with people especially when it's very easy to find out in research and you know and him and I had an exchange today on Twitter and we were I, I was civil to him he was civil to me but at the end of the day it was like too little too late and you're wrong I mean he he tried to tell me that he really cares about his initial backers well if that was true everybody would already have their game before you ever ever put a project out and the update that is is like here here's how you can add on the stuff you should have got correct in the first one. Here's how you can give me more money to get what you should have had. Now, I get it. It it costs more money and all this stuff. But it, again, I go back to he was looking for six thousand dollars. You got two hundred seventy five thousand dollars. There's no way in hell you can tell me with two hundred seventy five thousand dollars you couldn't have got a good run, a good manufacturing run of that game. So if you are out there and you're backing <laughs> this project, ah. Oh! We have issues. It's like rain. Oh man, on your wedding day, <laughs> free ride when you already paid. I Ah. Again, it's supposed to be a good game. The gameplay is supposed to be good if you can get that far. But I I I'm so disgusted with how the game came, I can't even bring myself to play it. So, I'm not talking about gameplay. I'm talking about quality of manufacturing and customer service. You can't provide those two things. You don't have a base. You don't have a foundation. And don't tell me to come back and reback something I've already backed once. For you know,
1: we've talked about like cool mini, like Zombie Side or um, Reaper Bones. That the more pledge levels they hit, the, you, the more you know. So that by, by the time Bones was finished and released, you were you got like 200 models for like 37 cents each, yeah. essentially, if you broke it down like that. And we talked about. Well, how do they just how do they do that? Well, we already know then that if they're able to stretch like that, they're over well, we're not saying overpricing, but that's kind of what it works out to. They know their price point to meet this, mm-hmm. and then they inflate it so that they can then have even more inflation as the stretch goals are met. Right. So we've talked about companies that do that and like, you know, it's not shady, but yeah it's like let's have a little bit more transparency, but then you got this guy and others that that just ask for relatively small amounts compared to you know a million dollars and they crush it and mm-hmm. they still it's like and they have no valid reason it's not like oh we misjudged shipping to the tune of a quarter million dollars. it's right. just the money's gone where d where's the other two hundred and forty where's the other two hundred and uh, you know, sixty-nine thousand dollars gone.
0: Right. You only needed six grand. So, what happened? Right. Well, and that's just, and again, and and the th- the thing that you're talking about too is we're talking about miniatures companies that are making custom miniatures mm-hmm. for the money that they're talking about. This guy's made a card cardboard. Yep. I mean, again, he decided to go with hard plastic cards, but still small hard plastic cards, one shape, one thing, you just print on them, blah, 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 get the punch out. There's nothing compared to a miniatures campaign that's doing custom miniatures and multiple miniatures and stuff like that. And some of those would be doing just fine if they made 275000 mm-hmm. Like They would be fine with that.
1: They'd be happy. They'd yeah. be ecstatic.
0: And this guy, like you said, he asked for 6000 got 275000 plus. It was a little over that. But, I mean, again, and th- and this is one of those things. Like I talk to people all the time, and I t- and and the thing is, you know, maybe you plan low, like some place that'll give you that'll go for like a small run, but you have contingencies for if you do blow up, you got other quotes, you got places that'll do larger runs that'll end up probably being one cheaper hopes. for you, yeah, you know, in the long run and stuff like that. I see two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars go to this guy, and then I see a video as one of his updates about him sitting at home punching him out himself. Like you said, where'd the, where'd my money go? Because <laughs> it didn't go into manufacturing that game, and now you're asking for thirty thousand to get the retail reprint version of the game, and I should back it. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. <sighs> and the people are excited. <laughs> I know that's the thing. It pisses me off. It's it's not like it struggled to fund, and
1: that's excitement despite the negative comments that are there. It well, not negative, but follow up and what happened, where, why have you fixed this? This and just listing the laundry, the same laundry list. Yeah. So it's not like people, the new pledges, are going in their blind if they're reading. Or, well, we already know people don't do research, but if they're at least reading the uh, the comments page, they shouldn't be going into this blind. But like you said,
0: just, yeah, it it did not struggle at all, which irks me. I mean, just it really irks me, especially since a lot of us gave him the benefit of the doubt the first campaign because he had some kind of clouds over him in that campaign versus some other things he was involved in prior to that. So a lot of people are just kind of like, mm, "Okay, we'll give you a shot this time around." I know some people that actually don't have the game yet. I told him I was like, "This completely reeks to me of project to roll back into the previous project. Like he's he's back funding mm-hmm. at this point. It's, it completely reeks of that to me. If you if you and multiple people that I know don't have their games yet, and he's putting this up." That, to me, reeks of, I went through your cash, I need more cash, and to hopefully get the ones I haven't done printed yet, and, cross my fingers, cover the people that pledge for this one. Yeah.
1: So, does he only need 24,000 to finish off the last game, then, since the first one was only six? <laughs> and he's asking you know. for 30 now?
0: <laughs> so mad. So mad. You know, and you know the biggest thing that pisses me off about this? I mean, all of it pisses me off, but... How many games do we know that are good, solid games from good people that don't make it for one reason or another? And then you got this. Mm-hmm. This, this irks me because that is 200, you know, going on 300,000 now that could have gone to X number of projects with good games. You crushed your self-imposed minimum by orders of
1: magnitude. It's not like you, you asked for six and got eight, you know, (laughs) you asked for six and got a quarter million. All right.
0: And that's what we have for Geek News. Stay awake.